Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. With me. And change don't change until it's changed. Amen? <laughs> Jesus, thank you, Lord. So uh, open your Bibles if you have them with you. If you don't have it, look on the Sky Bible. Change them. I'm sorry, I didn't get would help if I told you where to turn, right? John chapter 12. Father, we thank you for your word. And God, as we open your word, God, I thank you that you're opening our hearts. You're opening our eyes and flooding them with light and understanding of our inheritance in you of uh, who you are in us, who you want to be in us, God. And we say yes to your will, to your way, God. We just thank you, Lord. I thank you for your presence upon me, your spirit within me, Lord, to communicate your word clearly this morning. God, help me to communicate your heart to all of us this morning. We thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we can't have, we never have too much prayer. Speaking of prayer, if you are not enrolled in the culture of prayer class that is going on and kicked off last Saturday, this just yesterday, I'm not sure what you're doing with your life. Are you serving Satan or what? You need to go ahead and enroll into the culture of prayer class. Amen. It was powerful. So I just kind of just a precursor of what, what I'm talking about this morning. And um, bear with me, you guys. I'm really excited. And uh, I'm really excited. And I, I'm just I'm convinced that this is what, the, what God is wanting to get into our hearts this morning. And um, I just, I just want you to know and reassure you that, and this, I believe this goes for me and anybody that comes up here and divides the word in front of you guys, that the word is just as much for us as it is for everybody that's listening. Amen? So I'm not up here like I've arrived. As a matter of fact, as I was preparing and God was downloading stuff to me and I was studying, I was looking things up, I was just getting hit left and right, left and right. So John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verses 24 through 26. And I'm reading from the NLT version. It says, Jesus, oh, excuse me. Um, it says, I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted into the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of lives, of new lives, excuse me. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who are who care nothing for, the, for their lives in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. Amen. <laughs> it's kind of dark up here, so sorry about that. But anyway, the title of today's message is Here We Grow Into the Soil. Here We Grow Into the Soil. So I know Pastor talked about the demand on the seed, uh, demand on the soil last week, but today I want to talk about the demand on the seed. And, I, and just to kind of preface what I'm talking about this morning, uh, just track with me for a little bit, if you will, is uh, I know Pastor talked about us being uh, the soil last week, but I want to bring it to the perspective of us being the seed. Amen? 
The ultimate seed being Jesus Christ. Christ is our example in all things, Romans 8, 29, for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be what? The firstborn among many brethren, right? We are the many brethren that the seed Jesus Christ was sown for. So first principle that I want you to take, if you're taking notes, I want you to think about, and I want you to write this down, and I want you to remember this as we go on about today. And again, I don't plan on being before you very long. I want you to remember this, that is the nature of a seed to produce after its own kind. It is the nature of a seed to produce after its own kind. It'd be insane for me to plant an apple seed and expect oranges. It would be, uh, it would be, um, a very big mistake for a man to plant the seed of himself into a, his wife and expect a monkey. Somebody said it depends on what the parents look like, but I'm just kidding. Just kidding. For your information, I do laugh at my own jokes, just so you know. Amen. Amen. I'll be here all week. No, but anyway, it, the truth of the matter is that it is in the nature of a seed to produce after its own kind. Amen. So sons and daughters... God planted his son and reaped sons and daughters. God wanted humanity, so it was, came from two people, Adam and Eve, right? Do you see anything that God wants, he usually starts it in seed form. You guys tracking with me? Okay. So it is the nature of a seed to produce after its own kind. So like I said, I want to talk about the demand of the seed, but the demand is placed by the soil, you guys catch that? The demand is placed by the soil. So I'm, and you know, look, soil is representative of different things. It can be representative of situation. It can be representative of circumstances. It can represent people. And it represents all of the above when you look at it, honestly. Seed and soil. We've been talking a lot about seed and soil. So I want to talk about as a demand is placed on the seed, why soil? Why is it that soil is placed in the demand on the seed? So number one, is for a uh, potential, potential. So potential, a working definition of potential is unmanifested power. That's just a word, it's like my paraphrase definition of it. Unmanifested power, unmanifested possibility. That is potential, right? You guys tracking me? Y'all are awful quiet this morning. Y'all gonna have to say something to me, wave at me. Okay, I just want, just want to make sure. And another side thing, if I'm going too fast, I tend to talk kind of fast when I'm excited about something. I am excited about bringing the word this morning. So if I'm excited, it's like, hey, hey, slow down. I'm like, okay. So I'll know to, to pump my brakes in, slow my roll, all right? So the first point, and it's just only three points because we tend to remember things better in threes. The first thing is potential. Soil places a demand on the potential of the seed. Soil places a demand on the potential of the seed. So I, I, I talked about the culture of prayer class yesterday. It was amazing. I came there and I, I missed, I missed the, the first part, but the last part was the activation portion of it. And, and just, let me just tell you, like after um, preparing and, and just in the midst of preparing, I just, I'm so glad when, when God confirms his word with you. Amen. Have you, ever, have you ever had that happen when you, you believe God's speaking to you about something and it's just like, man, Lord, confirm your word, confirm your word. And he does like just time after time. That was one of those moments yesterday. So I came to the culture of prayer class and uh, Pastor Raquel was leading it. And 
she broke everybody up into groups. And the assignment was to pray and to listen. Ask God for his heart for the Susun, for city of Susun and for the Building Christian Fellowship, right? So I came in there and they, she broke us off into groups. And I heard so clearly God talking to me. And he said, concerning the city of Susun and the Building Christian Fellowship is the Building Christian Fellowship is the seed. And Susun City is the soil, right? So the city is placing a demand on the seed, which is us, right? Which means we have been intentionally planted here. It is like God, he has purpose in every step and he leverages purpose out of anything surrendered to him, right? So things are multifaceted. Are you guys tracking with me? These are multifaceted, multi-purpose. And it's just like him to answer a prayer, but answer many prayers at one time with one thing. Yeah? So the city of Susun is the soil and the building Christian fellowship is the seed. John chapter 13, verses 35, 34 through 35. Let me flip this over real quick. And it says... So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Amen. So the city of Susun, our community, the needs that we do our best to, to meet by the grace and power of Jesus Christ. We are showing them our love. The city is producing a demand on the seed of love that has been placed in this community. And it's through the soil, it's through the people, it's through the circumstances, through the situations. Are you guys tracking with me? Do you see the importance of the soil? Do you see why we need the soil? Because it places a demand on our love that does what testifies of the true and living God. Amen. We just had the Christmas outreach and giveaway. And every single person that came that wanted something left with something. That is the goodness of God. That is the love of Jesus being shown on display for those who don't know and don't believe that will hopefully one day come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The soil is absolutely necessary, right? Number one is the potential. Why the soil? For the potential. Why? Because the soil places a demand on the potential of the seed. Lest the seed die, lest it go into a ground and die, it remains alone. It remains alone. <laughs> I'm getting way ahead of myself right now, but you know what? A lot of people hear dirt, they hear soil, and they don't want to get involved. They don't want to get involved. Why? You know what? Because the thing is this, because, you know, they're talking about, you know, oh, you know, the, not even to get political or anything like that, but they're talking about, you know, uh, the Latinos, they're coming, they're stealing everybody's job, but it's like a lot of them are farm workers and farm hands. I don't see nobody beating down nobody's door to go be a farm hand. Why? Because it's tilling soil. It is back-breaking work. It's bad. Are you guys catching this? I hope this is connecting. Spirit of God, I thank you for just connecting and, and bringing this thing together. But the thing is, this is that you want to duck the dirt. You want to duck the darkness. When God is strategic, you placed you there. You don't want to get your hands dirty. You know what I'm saying? There's some people that the people talk about church hurting. Can I just get on a soapbox real quick? Can I just just real quick? Just real quick. I'll make it short, right? is 
I'm so sick of hearing people talk about church and I'm not trying to d- d- dismiss, be dismissive to the trials and tragedies that are in this room. It's very real. But the thing is this, is the, the, the business and the merchandise of people is always going to be dirty work. And guess what? You never graduate from dealing with people. You're going to have to deal with people in, in eternity. So get used to it. I don't know what society is trying to do. I know they may have suckered you into thinking that you can be independent and absent of any help of anybody else with all these uh, automations that have come and take place and have become prevalent. But let me tell you something. The original plan is still in full effect. And it was for us to be interdependent on each other. Y'all getting this? First one, potential. The soil places a demand on the potential. You'll never know which, what's inside of you until you've been placed in the dirt. You'll never know what could be until you've been placed in the dirt. Yeah? Number two. I told you I wasn't going to be up here before you guys long. <laughs> opportunity. Optimal opportunity. I'm going to hang out here for a little bit, okay? Optimal opportunity. Why the soil as seeds that have been produced after the original seed, Jesus Christ. He's given us his righteousness that we've been told to go there for and die. I think it's Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, a man, when a man calls Christ, or when a Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. That has not changed. I don't know what, what brought you in, but let me tell you something. I'm, I'm tired of people keep preaching an old cost gospel when it cost Jesus everything that he had. He gave his life, laid it down and took it up again and he expects us to do the same. But we're to operate as living sacrifices, amen? Opportunity, optimal opportunity. You can get more from a seed when it's placed in a parcel of land than it is in a pot. You can get more from a seed when it is planted in a parcel of land than it's planted in a pot. Let's see here. I think it's Psalms. In, in the book of Psalms, it talks about, uh, I think it's up there. We got it, right? Psalm. Psalm ninety-two, thirteen. Y'all read it with me. It says, those who are potted in the house of the Lord shall flirt. Those who are po- planted. In the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. Didn't say those who church hopped. Didn't so who shopped around. It said those who are planted in the, the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Now let me just get on the soapbox again. I know and I'm thankful for the virtual thing. It increases our reach. We're able to, 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 to expand our, our reach to other people who are not able to come into the house. But if you are well-abled and well-bodied and you are watching online, why are you there and not here? Why are you there and not here? There's nothing that is a substitute for being in the house of the Lord. Amen? Opportunity, optimal opportunity. There's a quote by Thomas Edison that says, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. (laughs) I got news for you. People are hard work. Relationships are hard work. (laughs) serving is hard work serving is hard work amen why the soil because it places a demand on our potential it provides the optimal opportunity for growth and strengthen 
and, and for us to strengthen our roots. So if you had a plant, I know anybody plant stuff in here? Anybody have plants at home? Yeah? Okay. So the thing is this, is once the plant, the plant starts in a pot and you want it to continue to grow, you find a piece of land, some dirt, some actual soil to put it in, right? It's the same thing with us. We may start off in a pot, but when God plants us somewhere, it's for our roots to grow deep. Let me talk about community real quick. So there are actual redwood trees who grow so deep, their root systems are growing so deep in the ground that the other trees, they could be meters away, are interconnected. Their root systems are connected. So when a wildfire, some type of calamity hits and destroys the one tree, it deepened, its deepened roots are able to depend on that community of root system that has been established in the soil. So that brings them life again. Why? So other people, other, excuse me, I'm sorry, other trees can lend their strength, can lend their nutrients, can lend their water so get them healthy to restore them let's turn it on to people now okay when we're planted in the house of the lord our root systems grow deep and in holy community our roots are connected so that when the wildfires of life come and destroy us they come to bring utter destruction that we're able to depend on the connections that we have because of our deepened root system where i can lend the strength of myself to my sister where i can lend my strength to my brother so they don't have to perish are you guys getting this? Why the soil? Because it's absolutely necessary to place a demand on the potential on us as seeds so that we can have optimal growth for our root systems to grow deep in the Lord, to grow deep in holy community so that we may, number three, produce. So that we can produce. Am I going too fast? Is this is too much? No, Okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, this is burning in my heart so much. You know what gets on my nerves is, 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 is excuses. People have all kinds of excuses. You know what I'm saying? There's a saying, it's like, man, you got more excuses than a dude about to get his lights cut off. Excuses. Excuses. Excuses to keep you from being, you know, and then you wonder why you haven't reached your potential. You wonder why you haven't reached your potential. And when I say you, I'm talking about us, okay? So don't get under condemnation. I'm talking about all of us. I sit and I scratch my head because I don't know because I wonder why I haven't reached my potential. Maybe it's the things, the soil that God has been calling you to get a, get a whole, get in, involved in to sow your life into that you've been resisting, that you've been avoiding, that you've been ducking and dodging. Don't you know that the best development happens in dark places? The best development happens in dark places. I know you live in the digital age, but hey, I'm an 80s baby. So back in the day, we're used to, I grew up with the whole thing of you had to take a picture, click, wait. <laughs> then go to thrifties or wherever you was going to get them developed and then look at them, you look at them. But it was no immediate thing. But the thing is, this is that even more so, the more, the more in-depth photographers, they had something that was called a dark room. They have something that's called a dark room. So where they take their photos and there, was, there were chemicals and other, other agents they called developers. Hi, hello, are you with me? In the dark room, there were developers there that made the image appear. <laughs> I 
Maybe the image of God hasn't appeared on your life because you've been stuck in the dark room and the developers that he's put in your life that you don't necessarily want to be exposed to. Called people, called service, called ministry, called sharing your story. Hmm. <laughs> the dark. It's where development takes place. Hmm. Why the soil? Because it places a demand on the potential of the seed. It produces optimal opportunity for growth, to grow deep roots, to expand so that you can what? Number three is produce. John chapter 12, verse 24. Lest the seed go into the ground and die, it remains alone. But when it dies, it produces others like it. Remember, I was talking about the seed is in the nature of a seed to produce after its own kind, right? And it yields a plentiful harvest of new lives. A seed cannot produce after its own kind unless it dies. Remember when I was talking about that quote from Dietrich Bonifer where he was saying, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. That is the invitation that all of us have received as Christ followers is to come and die. It may not, be, it may not necessarily be a physical death, but we are dying to our own plans, our own thoughts, what we thought was right, the career that we thought we were supposed to have, right? Yeah, because when we surrender, only when we surrender or when we fully die to ourselves, to what we think is right, to our own understanding that we're never supposed to lean on anyway, hello, when we die to ourselves and we submit our heart, our will, our plans, our lives to the Lord, that is when he is able to produce. To this day, there are farmers, the scientists, the best of the best, are cannot tell you exactly how something grows. It is a phenomenon. I'm, I'm being serious. It's a phenomenon. It, they can't tell you. They know that hey, this type of soil is good for this type of seed, this type of, type of crop. This is the time of year that it, it, you get a harvest from it. But they cannot tell you the magic that happens in the soil. Right? Why? Because God will share his glory with no one. One plants, one waters, but it is God who gives the increase. It is God who gives the increase. That's what he said. When you pray to the Lord of the harvest, pray for laborers that they would come. We have been planted in the seed, in the soil of the Susun city. We have been planted as a church. Why? So that we can testify that the, real, the reality of the true and living God, so that people can come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Why the soil? Because it places a demand on the potential of the seed, because it provides an opportunity for optimal growth and root sustainability. Somebody say sustainability. Sustainability. This is kind of a, a, a random factoid, but it's relatable. Do you know that you can grow plants without soil? Do you know that? It's called hydroponics. You can plant, grow them with water. However, in the long term, we're talking about sustainability, mind you. In the long run, it cannot be sustained because there are nutrients in the soil that the water cannot replicate. Isn't that just like, I mean, it's, what I thought of immediately when I saw that fact, that truth, was it reminded me of the self-help gurus, the self-help uh, books and stuff that are out there that try to tell you, oh, you can get to success when they rip off principles that are biblical, right? You can't, you can't cherry pick truth. You either want the whole truth or half a truth is a whole lie. 
right? So you can't cherry pick principles and apply them where you want to copy and paste and superimpose them and try to make them work. Why? Because in the long run, it is going to fall. It's going to fail. It's not sustainable. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Why the soil? Because it places a demand on the potential of the seed. It provides optimal opportunity for growth and sustainability. And the last one, as I bring this to a close, see, I told you it wasn't going to be long, is the produce or the fruit. A seed cannot produce after its own kind until it dies. God is after the produce that the obedience of sowing the seed of our lives will produce. I'll say that again. God is after the fruit that the obedience of our lives, of sowing the seed of our lives will produce. Sowing your life for the sake of others has always been the plan. Always. Has always been the plan. There is no plan B. The local church is the hope of the world. You guys see us wearing these green shirts today. Today is the sign-up, the, the kickoff for the sign-ups for, uh, for growth groups. And let me tell you about something about growth groups. They're, they're bearing so much fruit. They're bearing so much fruit through un, unsuspecting ways. Let me tell you, just me personally, being a part of growth groups and small groups before that, I've been able to connect with people that I never knew I'd have anything in common with. And let me tell you how my life has been. But there's an exchange. There's an exchange. When you're dealing in the soil of people, when there's something that the seed needs from the, for the soil and the soil gets from the seed and there's an exchange and there's a partnership that happens and there's a transformation that what it brings forth fruit. Brings forth fruit so that people are nourished. So that people are nourished. So people's lives are met with the nutrients of the true and living God from the fruits of our lives. But it only happens when the seed goes into the ground and dies. So I got a couple of questions for you guys. And um, they're more, more so just kind of, hy- not hypothetical, but just rhetorical. They're rhetorical questions for you, okay? It's what personal soil is the Lord speaking to you about? Because remember, this works personally and it works corporately. You know, I talked about the Building Christian Fellowship being the seed to the soil of Susun City. But you... Where is, what, what area of soil is God talking to you about personally to sow your life into? Maybe it's a, a person's life. Maybe it's a discipleship, which is the call of every follower of Christ. Maybe, maybe it's, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I challenge you, especially as we're rounding third on this fast. And it's not too late. If you haven't joined us, man, jump in, jump in. God is no respecter of persons. And, and I, I just know God, it'll bless your life to just jump in and join us corporately as we fast and we seek the Lord. But I'm asking you, what soil are you supposed to sow the seed of your life into? What soil is the Lord talking to you about? And the second question, more specifically on a corporate level, what area of soil is the Lord speaking to you about sowing your life into at the Building Christian Fellowship? Romans 12, 2 says, present, I, I beseech you therefore, brethren, under the mercies of God, to, you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Let me tell you something. Maybe this is news to you, but self-sacrifice is entry-level Christianity. Okay? And as followers of Christ, we are not consumers. We are to be consumed. 
We are not consumers as Christ followers. We are meant to be consumed, living sacrifices. So I ask you again, where in the soil of the Building Christian Fellowship, in the people, the ministry, the service, the body here, where is the Lord speaking to you to plant the seed of your life into so that you can die to what you thought you wanted and receive a harvest that won't just feed you, but will feed the nations for generations to come? Everybody stand to your feet. I'm done. (laughs) But let me tell you something. We have a starving community that is waiting on the produce of your life. The seed of your life has yet to produce. They're waiting on the fruit that the seed of your life has yet to produce. Like I said, there's the the Connections uh, team and the the tent is outside. But I challenge you before you leave this place to sign up for a growth group. Sow Sow the seed of your life into the soil of a growth group and watch what God does. He multiplies. You know, you can't, you can count how many seeds are in an apple, but you can't count how many apples are in a seed. You know what I mean? You talk to anybody who has has done something and it was a startup and they've, they've gained great success. And I tell you, it wasn't in preserving, it wasn't in self, self-preservation. The secret was not in self-preservation, it was in sowing. It was in sowing. Ecclesiastes 11.4 talks about if you wait for the appropriate time, you'll never sow. You'll, you'll never sow. And because you never sow, you'll never reap a harvest. So what are you waiting on? Where in the soil of the Building Christian Fellowship is God speaking to your heart to get involved? Is it Elevate Youth? Is it the men's ministry? Is it the usher? Is it deacon? Is it the worship team? Come see me. <laughs> but I challenge you and I guarantee you there is a place for you here. There is a place. There's room in this soil. Why? Because there is a starving community that is waiting to be nourished from the fruit that our lives have yet to produce. Y'all give God praise if you got something from this this morning.